phone check. 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 Yep, and we're live. All right, so you oh. said the tenant trailer, right? Yep. So it's a good trailer. It shows off a lot more of what they're going to do. Um, how is it still coming out this year? I have no idea because near us there's not a lot of theaters open. Yeah, so um, the official trailer from five months ago. No, new trailer from two days ago. Okay, hang on. Yeah, it's pretty good. They just called it the new trailer? Yep. I think it was just to prove that, yeah, we still... Is that Robert uh, Pattinson? Yep. I think. I'll be honest. In different pictures, he looks different. Alright. Some copy made uh... a lot of stuff. They work a lot with Christian Nolan, um, so I think they did Inception. Uh, I think they've done all of his movies, actually. I'm not sure about that. I'm gonna have to check that one. Who is that guy? Which one? The black guy. Uh, black Landsman. Oh shit! Hell yeah, Michael Ka Michael Klein. Oh, that is him. Wow, he looks really different. Yeah, so it's Christopher Nolan's company. He owns it. He owns some copies. What the fuck? <laughs> right? Alright, well, sorry for all that dead air that I didn't even realize that we had. We had a lot of dead air, but I mean. Well, my theory is that if they could hear that, they would have heard the part about the, uh, the, uh, die younger, die old one. My theory is that that's a little bit literal. Oh, he's definitely dying twice. No, I think, well, yeah, but I also think that he's dying one young, million percent I think that it's going to be like a Benjamin Button sort of thing. Um, you want to know the most disappointing thing about Christopher Nolan? Time travel. 
But no, I don't know. Oh, okay. This actually it's, looks really interesting. No, you hate time travel. You I do hate time travel. travel. I do hate time travel usually, yes, but. If Christopher Nolan was literally born 10 years later, maybe, he'd be the greatest video game developer of all time. Let's see. 10 years later would put him. Would it? Would that put him on video game stuff? Because he loves film. Like the only reason the movie's still coming out in theaters is because he wants to keep theaters alive. You know who else loves film? Martin Scorsese. Hideo Kojima. Ah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're right. He loves kind of like schlocky, kind of like '80s action film, though. That's a little bit different. But uh, no. Holy shit, I can imagine a Metal Gear Solid being directed by Christopher Nolan. I would want it to be Jonathan Nolan. He's the guy who did Westworld. He either the only, one. The only I'd reason with either one. The only reason I say Jonathan Nolan is because if you look at his work, it's a lot more like polished, which like it's a lot more um the quality's different whereas like um not story-wise, but mostly like production quality and stuff like that is different. Have they worked on? What they work on together? Was it just a lot of their movies? Actually, they do them together. But the but like um, he did Westworld. So you watch that, and then you watch Inception, which which Christopher Nolan. It's kind of his more than it is Jonathan Nolan's. But they both kind of worked on it, and you can see a small difference. Okay, so they're about seven years apart, Hideo Kojima and uh, Christopher Nolan. Wow, so you almost almost exactly right. (laughs) <laughs> you almost exactly guessed 10 years uh, yeah. later. I didn't know that they had that age difference though. But that's interesting because I would like to see a Christopher Nolan video game. I would like to see more movie video, more movie director video games because I would like to... I think it could be interesting. We just stumbled into a hell of a topic. Movie directors doing video games? Yeah. Alright. Um, I think as the first one, highest on my list, would probably... Oh, and just for the record, I don't think we should be, um, I don't think they have to be living. We should be able to do anyone. Um, okay. So, okay. like Alfred Hitchcock. What, I don't know if what, he could. Yeah, what would you? But, mystery. Like, almost like a Silent Hill type, type game. Not nearly as horror filled. I'd rather have a Stanley Kubrick Silent Hill game. Oh, he'd be good on that because of, you know, The Shining. Um, I think Alfred Hitchcock could be... You know what? Maybe Alfred Hitchcock wouldn't be great because he was the guy who, like, kind of, he's the um, holy grail of movies. This is the stuff he did. So, so, I just found a list of 11 famous movie directors who have directed video game trailers. Interesting. I don't know any. George Romero. Okay. James Wan. Okay. John McTiernan. He did Hunt for Red October. Joseph Kaczynski, he did Oblivion. Do they tell what they directed? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send this to you. Because that's interesting. David Lynch doing a PS2 commercial makes a lot of sense. Did he do that weird one with the baby? Bet you he did. David Lynch, such... Just a strange director. Michael Baby, Michael Bay... You know what? This actually Michael works Bay into a lot... This game. actually works into a, another topic about video games that we that we had today. So, um, Geeks of Color, shout out to Geeks of Color, but they put out a, um, they put out a, a question on Twitter, or, yeah, on Twitter that was like, what game, or what two games combined? Oh, 
should, um, would be the greatest game ever. And we talked about this beforehand, and I, I am with you on Army of Two and Just Cause. Army of Two and Just Cause being directed by... Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> just explosions, just everywhere. Who do you put in that, who do you put in that game? Um, what do you mean? Like, who acts in it, or what kind of one? Yeah. I would say you could keep Rico. I, I say that... No, but if you're talking no, no, about no. legitimate actors... Like, if you're talking, like, uh, just right off the top, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't think he'd fit, but... Are you talking... I, can, I can't see them Leonardo DiCaprio in a video game. Machete. Um, Danny Trejo? Yeah, Danny Trejo, that's his name. He would be good in that. Um, uh, let's see... Because if we're doing this this game, they you'd have to go way over the top. So I would only pick over the top action stars. No, I think you. I think we have an easier one than that. That actually, I can. Danny see Trejo, that. And Mark Wahlberg. Nope. If we're gonna make a video game, Samuel Jackson and The Rock—they're both in video games. That's true, and it would almost be just the beginning of other guys. Have they? They both been in video games. Yeah, Samuel Jackson was Officer Tenpenny in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And uh, The Rock was in um, Spy Hunter, and of course, like WWE games, but he was in Spy Hunter. And I think he had another game too. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know. It, it's weird because voice actors, a lot of time, uh, if you, a lot of voice actors can be in um, games and they'll put like a very high profile actor. Yeah. Like uh, Christian Slater went to voice actor. And he's not nearly as high profile now, but he's he's like kind was of an A list. Is he in any games? I don't think so. Not as far as I know. I know he was on Rick and Morty and Archer, and then, but not in, as as far as I know, he wasn't in any games. Actors don't really do games. You're right. So, mm. uh, NBA has NBA has kind of been paving the way for that though. This last NBA game had Idris Elba, Rosario Dawson, Thomas Middleditch, Jesus Romero, Thomas Middleditch. Shoot, one guy I cannot remember his name. Oh, no, I think Thomas Middleditch was the person I was thinking of. Yeah, he was your agent. Well, he was like your agent in the game, and then they had another guy. But, um, actually, you know what? Let me, let me do this really quickly. Alright, and test, test. Yeah, that's a little bit better. Okay. Um... This movie looks crazy. I just put, I just threw up YouTube just because I like having stuff on in the background. This movie looks nuts. Annabellum. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know this movie came out. I wasn't. Or was uh, it still coming out? Because I saw, I saw the trailer and I wasn't super a fan of it because it seemed very. Us. No, just well us, but like worse, like a person who didn't really know what. Oh, to from do a producer, get us. out on us. Yeah, that makes sense. But. Pro- Again, producer, not director. What's not, this about? Has anybody said? Has anybody I found think it's yet? about a whole bunch of people being transported back to slavery times. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, it has potential, but potential I'm not really into. I love Janelle Monae. I've never really seen her as an actor. As an actor, which it, that's not anything bad to say. I've just, I've, I knew her for her music way before she started acting. That's all. Yeah, and I don't. I haven't really seen her. I don't remember anything she's acting acted in, because I haven't been really following her for a long time. But honestly, though, I'm kind of over the whole like. I'm I'm over black people being slaves in movies. It, yeah, it's just at some point. I'm pretty much done with it. Like, come on. 
at some point, it's almost it comes off as like almost what's the point? Like, are you trying to who are you trying to reach with this? Like, I was reading those scripts, and a lot of them came off as whenever you write something, you have to at least be aware of that you're going to that you're going to have some social message to everyone at the end of the story. You you might not even want to put it in, but you're going to have it at the end. So when you doing when you're doing a horror movie about slavery, are you trying to show how bad it was, or are you trying to what's like what's the deal? What are you trying to show? See, that's why I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. Just off rip, is because like, do you know how hard it is to convey a story through just scaring the shit out of people? Uh, let's see if I can remember. Besides The Shining, and uh, what, what what is the story from The Shining? Have you honestly? Watched it? Honestly, well, no, but uh, the book and so honestly, the whole The Shining story is very weird. Stanley, no, not Stan. Nah. I mean, um, Stephen the King, writer, right? no, St- Stephen King, yeah. yeah, Stephen King. Stephen King. A lot of his books are very uh, outlandish, almost. Like The Shining is about a future, or it's either like a future vision or a vision that can talk to the dead or something, and it's a horror movie about that. I was like. So then it makes people go crazy too. So that's what happened to him. And then it turned out, it was, and then Dr. Sleep, it was apparently the house that was making people go crazy. So it's just but like, what, a whole big what, thing. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't need every movie I watch to be like a social commentary. Sometimes movies are just movies and that's okay with me. I don't need every movie to have morals. It, but at the end of the day, whatever you see is going to have a moral. Regardless if it's, in the, right. if it's in the forefront or not. But my question is, one. obviously, because Janelle Monet is extremely active. I don't want to say politically because I've never really heard her political beliefs. I know her social values, though. Um, so she's very pro-black, very pro-women. So, like, seeing her as a slave is not... I don't know. I mean, we're judging a lot of a movie that hasn't even come out yet that neither of us really plans to see, to be honest. But, I mean, it's just going to be weird. I'm just kind of over the whole, like, black people are slaves. Black people are in jail. Black people are, like... Like, Black Panther is a shit, man. So, my... So, yeah. uh, The reason I like Black Panther is because it was, like... Yes, they were. But now, look what they could... Look what we could do now. I would fucking love... We need a Killmonger TV series, though. I would love to see it too. Have you seen the comics? Especially because Killmonger's not dead. Have you read the comic? Uh, it's I've fucking crazy. Skimmed it, but yes. So if you haven't read the comic for Killmonger, which I think started in the past couple of years, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger is a vigilante, so he's basically like Batman or Punisher. And he's in New York and he just fights the mafia. That's cool. I'm, I'm already in. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, yeah, send me the fuck up for that, please. So, a Killmonger TV show. Marvel's doing movies anyway. I would... Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it. So... I am tired of watching movies that don't need to be movies. Give me an example of three? Rogue Island. Or Rogue Island. <laughs> Rogue One. Okay. I'll agree with you with that. Um, I didn't watch The Irishman, but... That's kind of one of the movies that I... That is actually a great example. Um... Of a movie that could have been a TV show. Um, since I didn't watch that, though, I'll say Hateful Eight, which I thoroughly enjoyed. 
He did technically turn it into a TV and series. And I think that was a great idea. It was just, he all he did was cut it by act. Well, that's not quite true. He cut it by act, and he also added a lot of the stuff that he cut out of, reg- of oh, the regular right. movie in. Yeah. So it's like a uh, unabridged version almost. Okay, okay. So I, I would... That's exactly uh, what it is. But like, Rogue, I, it, here's the thing about these movies that don't need to be movies. Most of them are movies in established series. Uh, like if you, like Bad Times at the El Royale. Well, I can see that being a really good anthology series, actually. Yeah. But Bad Times at the El Royale was a great movie, and I don't need, like, no, like, we're done. Like, I don't, they're probably never going to get a sequel to that, and I'm okay with that. Same with uh, Knives Out. Knives Out, not, spe- not, you don't have to make the original story into a TV series, but have, because they're going to do a sequel, so have the next be, be like, a se- series thing. Like, a TV show about, I don't know what they're going to focus in on, if they're going to focus mm-hmm. in on the family, Daniel Craig's detective character, or, or what happens to her next. I can watch another three hours of Daniel Craig just half-assed in an American accent. That was yeah, pretty good shit. Not. That, uh, that accent. Hey, well, I right. do that clash. Shut the fuck up, James Bond. Get the fuck out of here. It's Brit- basically the British version of Dick Van Dyke's British accent. And Mary Poppins. I thought Dick Van Dyke was British. I think Dick Van no, Dyke's British not. every time, though. Yeah, we, we do go Watch him end up being from, like, like, Pittsburgh or some shit. No, he's from, like, someplace... Not like a southern place. Okay, like why does it say Dick Van Dyke, exactly. Bernie Sanders? Oh, okay. He endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. First of all, I was honestly surprised that he was alive. He is a very old I man. I typed in Dick Van, and I was really regretting it. And then it said Dyke Bernie, Bernie Sanders. And I was like, that's not much better. <laughs> um, He's 94 years old. He's from Missouri. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, he served in the military. He's I only six one. The dude looks like he's like six a thousand. What the fuck? Six. I mean, yeah. Um, Yo, he was married from nineteen forty eight to nineteen eighty four, and then now he just got married in two thousand twelve. Wow, just got. That's a very interesting. Like that means he he's ninety four. Huh? <laughs> Arlene Silver's Arlene Silver on her forty six year age gap with husband Dick Van Dyke. 46 years. I mean, I guess whatever flows your boat. That's in this case and only cases like this. Yes. Wow. What in the hell is his family's name? So his son Barry Van Dyke married Mary Carrie Van Dyke. What the heck? And then they have Shane Van Dyke, Carrie Van Dyke, Taryn Van Dyke, and Wes Van Dyke. Also, there's Ava Van Dyke, Mia Van Dyke, Alex Van Dyke, Gracie Van Dyke, and Jane Van Dyke just weird how they rhyme for like a weird second yeah then, right yeah very strange it's like a um what's that show called it's like a bojack horseman pun joke yeah. <laughs> or the, the tongue twister jokes that they do <laughs> yeah. but yeah it, it is not funny to steal from navy Mc, from neil McBeal the navy seal that episode's That's actually great really funny i i've been meaning to get Okay, another, another show. Really know. Here's the another problem. show that I've been meaning to get into, but I wasn't going to do it because it's kind of dark. I just... Yeah, no, you're not sad enough to watch Project Horseman. I just got into uh, Cowboy Bebop, so we, I'm actually watching that now. Oh, you're on your way? Well, no, no, no. I'm about halfway through it, a little bit more. Yeah, no, that, that's still, that's a good show. That's probably my favorite anime of all time, but you need to be, like, just a sad person to really enjoy 
to to enjoy it on like a spiritual level. Yeah, it's gotta be od sad. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll see then. I guess I'll try. <laughs> but yeah, Bojack. I really Flaked too. Flaked. What's the deal with Flaked? It's just Bojack. Flaked is basically action. a live action Bojack. Yeah, it's good though. If if you are not sure about Bojack, start with Flaked. I tried it and I was like, this just seems like Bojack, but it's did you bit watch worse. Bojack first? Yeah. Yeah, if you watch Bojack first, you're not going to like Flaked as much, but just watch all of Flaked and then watch Bojack if you like that, because Bojack is definitely, like, if Flaked is beer, Bojack is whiskey. That weirdly makes sense. Huh. <laughs> I got into, uh, I'm, I, I got into, because, you know, um, Cowboy Bebop's kind of dark. I got into uh, Community. Oh boy, you think Cowboy Bebop is dark? Nah, just a little bit. Just some instance. It's a little, uh... Dramatic's not quite the right word, but it's, it's, um... Very, um... For some reason, the only word I can think of is heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. One of the, so... You know the end cap that they have every episode? See you later, Space Cowboy. Yeah, I want to get that, but the one they use at the end of the last season tattooed on me. So end of the end of the series. I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen that one yet. So. It, I think I've told you this before. Maybe I have. Probably I'm not yeah. gonna spoil it for you. But um, the end caps all matter. So I, I do want to get see you later, Space Cowboy somewhere, but the end caps all matter. Aren't they all the yeah. same? No, they change every like. They change depending on what episode you're watching. Shoot. I, mean, I probably missed a couple of them. Yeah, I probably missed sure. almost all of them. So, I'll yeah, have to go back and check those out. The end counts matter depending on what episode you watch. So far, I'm okay with uh, Spike's solo episode. Not so much Jet or... Um, can't remember her name. So, I actually did a casting for... Um, What's her name? For a live-action Cowboy Bebop. I want to see Thomas Jones, who's going by Thomas Q. Jones, as Jet Black. Alright. You know, he, he was, um... I picked a lot of artists that aren't as, as huge. I want to see um, Steven Yuen, or Yuen, I think he's Yuen. Um, he's, he's Korean, but Steven Yuen, he's, he is the from uh, Glenn from um, Walking Dead. Okay. I want to see him as Spike. Alright. I want to see Nina Dobrev as, um, what's her name? Faye. Faye, that's her name. As Faye Valentine. And I want to see Sarah Hyland as Ed. I was wondering if he was going to stick around. He has so far. But yeah, no, he's, he's there the whole time, yeah. He's a very interesting character. Same she. with, same with uh, yeah, right, she. Because in the last episode, they just kind of throw it out for no reason. You're a girl? <laughs> that just, part I didn't really... Yeah. No, it's just to show, like, how crazy everything is. But, no, I think I would want to see those four. And, like, the thing is, like, my favorite thing about that show is that, like, the races don't matter. Because, like, Faye Valentine is not, like, like, Spiegel. Now, one guy did bring up a good point. He's like, Spiegel's a Jewish name. Yeah, probably. They have a Jewish guy play that. But I was like, yeah, but also, like, he's very obviously Asian. And so that's kind of like what I really, really like about Altered Carbon 2 is like Takeshi Kovach. His first name is Japanese. His last name is Polish. 
And so I think that's something that I've been wanting to do because I have a uh, a science fiction idea that I'm like kicking around, and I re- I and I would love to have like, oh, what's your name? Oh, I'm Jin Sanders. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, at some point, it does make sense that a Pierre lot of Romero. different cultures yeah. in the future are going to be like almost exactly. It's just going to come into one giant. Human Where you can be Vladimir Ramirez? Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be a family name at some point. Now we're going to race. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, bro! You could even do it on like some uh, like Game of Thrones shit, where it's like, "Where are you from? Oh, I'm from House Ramirez." That, that there's a couple things I like that Game of Thrones did. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. It's just super, I really like cause that I, yeah, because that's actually a really good idea. Uh, so going back to the old style hey, of names. So like, here's the thing though. Like, honestly, because are you more sci-fi or fantasy? Sci-fi. But like, there's so much in fantasy that is a really cool idea. And I can't place why it's just, like, most fantasy is just boring as shit to me. Low tech, then there's the, um, it's a lot of quest. And watching someone walk for three hours yeah, that's kind isn't of true. fun. Yeah. Watching someone fight for three hours, watching someone drive a cool car and get, and you get to see an environment you've never seen. But you're, but in The Hobbit, you're basically watching a guy walk through a forest and mountains and stuff. For yeah, three hours. yeah, that's kind of true, actually. That, that's movies though, so there might books. But Blade Runner is not like that. It's okay. So Blade Runner, if you want to look at it this way, Blade Runner's travel scenes. Mad Max. Have, that's another great example. Yeah. So Blade Runner, and Mad Max, well, kind of. Mad Max is kind of the opposite, but it still works because it's the opposite. But uh, Blade Runner has a lot going on in the background to show off how vast the place is, how much the technology has changed. That is why that is what sci-fi gets get, gets going for. So though good, any show that takes place in remotely the past, if it's good, what they'll do is have a uh, is kind of poke fun at the future by saying, "Look at this computer." Sooner or later, they're gonna say it's about the size. It's gonna be the size of a house instead of just a small building, and then it's gonna be because now it's well, in what, your pocket. What but, I really, really like too in in a lot of like sci-fi that that they're starting to do is like like because this is I think another reason why I like sci-fi more. But like, I see people in sci-fi that look like me. Yeah, and there and I have found. There's actually just just saying that they are they do exist. There are fantasies with um, majority of uh, black people or African people or you know just all. But I guess I don't. I just don't really like fantasy at the end of the day. So yeah. So my thing. So if you you might because not like, like every it. story that you can tell me about like it's a fantasy, fantasy setting sounds way cooler with laser guns and flying cars. And at some point, that's at some point that's it's just kind of destiny. You, but like, yeah, because like are. destiny, you fight dragons. Destiny of the video game. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. Huh. That's a cool mechanic that I they probably didn't explore at all. Um. Well, that's what like the Taken King and like the the planes or whatever. Like they're all really cool names. I was like, damn, imagine like. So what I what I'm trying to do is write a um. Write a sci-fi story that takes place in a, van- a fantasy environment. Which, the weird thing about doing that so, is So, I mean, I know I say it all the time, but that's kind of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Kind of. So, not, not quite the same, but kind of. At its core, that's Oh, also like Thor Ragnarok. I'm, Actually, that's Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. at its core, that's kind of like what it's, gonna, what it's going to be. But it, 
overarching, that's kind of what it's going to yeah, Right, right, like. yeah, I feel you. But it's just doing that, showing me, showing, showing the fact that you come up with a uh, two movies, coincidentally, they're both Marvel, but we both liked them, right? You know what's funny? Thor Ragnarok just, and Guardians. Yeah, I love Thor Ragnarok. I like the first Guardians better than the second, but like Fair. Pizza or Burgers. Um, here's the thing, though, that I was talking to one of my good friends about. She did not like Black Panther because she thought it was the same thing that we see a lot. And I was like, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I was like, but if you notice, it's always the second Marvel movie that's way better than the first. Yeah, I can't wait to see the second Black Panther. Like, Captain America 2 is probably the best one ever. And Captain, and Captain America showed that you could kill a character and bring him back. With no one really caring that much. Crossbones? Crossbones, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, and Zemo, right? Zemo, yeah. I mean, he soon dies, but like that's it. He's, he's not really a huge character. He's just like a figurehead almost. I mean, but like I do think it's interesting that like... Because the, uh, the first Black Panther is kind of formulaic, but that's why I'm so excited about the second one. Uh, I think it's okay that it's formulaic. I think that at some point, there's only so many different Captain Marvel's formulae. They're all pretty much the same formula. Yeah, there's, all, there's only a cer- certain type of architect and formula for a story, and there's only so many of them. You can try it. So, like, Disney obviously has their heart set on which one they want you to follow, and it's they don't really go very different from it, but it's usually the Cinderella story. Like, someone gets... someone becomes someone who doesn't have something gets it is riding high right. for a little bit loses it then at the end everything comes back together for him so that's kind of what disney's <coughs> whole bag is that's like all they do so it's showing that you can put plug anything into that and it still comes out pretty decent like it wasn't uh, what was disney's worst Throw the Dark World and I don't really like Ant-Man to be honest and they cuz they okay Throw the Dark World wouldn't fall into fantasy uh, that was 100% fantasy. So. I heard rumors that they wanted each movie to compete with a different franchise. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually very okay so with like, that. So, like, Thor kind of... was supposed to be, like, their Lord of the Rings. Captain America was supposed to be their Superman. Iron Man was supposed to be their Dark Knight. And they just ended up not really doing that quite the same way. Cause, yeah, because Thor, Thor Ragnarok worked out so well. But, um. Ant Man. Ant Man is. Let's see. That one is standard heist movie, which at some point heist have been. No, like, it wasn't. Done. People stop calling it a heist movie. Yes, it was. The How? whole movie takes place. The first half of the movie is about him stealing it. The second half is about him. Um, is about basically like we're gonna teach you how to use it, and then you're gonna be a crime fighting superhero. So then that's where the heist but movie ends. No, it, uh, it's, and the heist was like two fucking minutes. It's. It, yeah, it's still heist. Know what I really wanted? Know what I really, really wanted? And I was hoping we were going to get this because I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, like, what, probably a month before? Not a month, maybe, like, a year before. I wanted Ocean's Eleven, but in the Marvel Universe. You had, well... That's what I thought we were getting. Uh, maybe uh Right, see, doesn't no, that sound no, no. way better than what we no, got? Wait, wait, because I was gonna say uh, maybe a uh, controversial opinion, but the Oceans movies aren't like 
fantastic. They are what they are. They're they're not great. So like, if you I'm had, still cool, and they actually went through with about half of it. Their cast is really good and really fun. Yeah, but if you're trying to do an Ocean's movie, it just comes off as a worse version of the Ocean's movies. You know, here's what I wanted, because they, they came off, so here's what they said, was the next movie, the next Ant-Man is going to be a heist movie. So what I thought was something interesting, because they, they even said in like a press release, they are like, oh, and this guy is going to be a criminal. Like, this guy, you know, he's going to be an actual, an actual criminal. So what I thought I was getting... And again, I, I kind of overthink a lot of things like this, so this is probably my fault. What I thought I was getting was Ocean's Eleven, where some guy hears about an Ant-Man's a suit, and he decides, hey, I can steal that. And I think that story, where a guy's kind of a piece of shit and he ends up redeeming himself by the second movie, probably, is super interesting. Imagine if he just, like, gets a tip. It's like, hey, like... And Michael Peña kind of sold it, too. Like, hey, the housekeeper just says, hey, he's got this weird suit. And it looks like some Iron Man type shit. And also his wife just strangely disappeared. Yeah. He's like, hey, this guy's... I think this guy's got this weird suit. It looks like some Iron Man type shit. I don't know, man. You guys might want to... That sounds awesome. Now, my thing was... Because I was a bigger plot point in Ant-Man 2. My thing was... His, his wife. It was shown that she shrunk on the side of a bomb that was being launched over the ocean. Okay. So how did... Wouldn't that mean that she is either still in that location or vaguely near that location? I didn't watch the second one. Well, that's what it should mean. But basically, they found her somewhere just like... They found her like somewhere not really... Well, and somewhere. here's the thing too. Like, I think... I mean, there's always going to be plot holes in stories like that. But didn't they change the actor, like, or not the actor, but the director? The, yeah. the director? Edgar Wright doing it would have been interesting. Edgar Wright would have been super interesting. I heard, and I don't Baby think Driver, but Ant Man. Yeah, I don't think it's true, but I heard that that's what it was originally going to be. Um, no, I think it is true. I don't, I don't, I think that they changed. The music Obviously, was such a huge point of Baby Driver. Okay, yeah, and there's a movie that came out a year ago that was the same exact way, made by one of Edgar Wright's friends. What? Fucking Guardians, dude. Guardians? Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole soundtrack was like, they've released that. But ju- it, no, Baby Driver's soundtrack was so much more important. important. It was literally. I mean, people, for I don't, me. it wasn't the an exact same. It wasn't the exact same, obviously, but I think that there's definitely elements in Baby Driver that were moved from Ant-Man. Because I heard that Baby Driver was such an expensive movie because all they they he wrote it with those I think the movie takes place like 24 songs or something like that and he writes it with those specific songs in mind and beat for beat they have to be played in this order in this way so they yeah, had they to they that. couldn't they had to buy those songs and that's But that's not really that much of a stretch cuz that's it, what they did in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy you Especially can replace the any no, Guardians can't. of the Galaxy you can pretty much they could Not the second one. Definitely okay. not the second one. Not You're really saying, the first one either. Um, uh, I think it's called Brandy, that song. You're saying that song couldn't have just been replaced with a normal love song or something? His mom's name is Brandy in the movie. Yeah, but like, like Bruce they, Wayne's name is Martha. What? Yeah, exactly. What does it matter? No, the, you said Bruce Wayne's name is Martha. Bruce Wayne's mom's name is Martha. There we go. Um, I'm just saying is that 
yeah, it's, you're technically correct that it is important, but it's not nearly... It's something that you can change. Like, it's an easy change. No, he changed it to Brandy. He changed the song? No. Because I'm talking about the song. Follow. He changed the character's name to Brandy. So that means you can change... He changed it for that reason. You're not going to sit here and tell me that Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack didn't matter. I am. Uh, that's it's exactly a major plot saying. point in both films. Uh, no, what's a major plot point is the year the those songs came out. That's the only connection that he has to his mother. That's the whole point of the awesome mix is to show that his mother is still speaking to him in in her own way. But like Baby Driver's point was to literally drive the movie and the story. Yeah, I'm gonna take the mom, the dead mom, speaking to her son through music over something as vague as that it pushes the story. Okay, Baby Drivers was first of all. He only listens to music like that because of an accident he got in with his parents. His mom gave him the iPads, uh, the iPods, um, and it's the way he drowns out the tone uh, in his sound. That's why he's such a good driver. It literally drives every single I mean, character. The driver point part makes no sense. Movies, just we'll just leave it like no, some, like, some things. Like if you, what driver do you know that wants to just have everything drowned out? That doesn't want to hear the engine, the gears. I don't know many drivers, but the people I do know who drive love to have their music playing at the same time. They don't right, but they don't, drown it, they don't drown it out, though. Also, in my, my personal preference, is I like cars that you really can't hear the outside with. And, so, I, we, and we, ask, we actually do know drivers. We went to that one drift event like two or three years ago. I did not go to a drift event. Oh, no, I went to a drift racing event, and nobody was playing music in their cars. Because they needed to hear the engine but, and the gear shift. And again, sometimes movies change you things. You think F1 drivers out here with like fucking headphones in? They do have headphones on. Listening to their crew chief, they don't have music fucking playing through those. Oh yeah, but they're, they I gotta can guarantee to the those engine. are like soundproof. No, you have to hear that the engine. engine is so loud though. Right, so they might muffle it, but you have to hear the engine. All I'm saying is that, you know, people do things differently. And this character chose to drown out the, mu- drown out the sound. And that's fine. I'm not saying that every driver drowns out the sound. I'm saying no, that this one does. Go ahead and rewatch Guardians of the Galaxy, and you'll see that every song has a point in that movie. But this one literally, but Baby Driver's when the beat kicked in, you cop so hard for Baby Driver when it's not that like nobody hates that movie. You just cop so like that movie is fucking Casablanca no, to you. Holy I, shit. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that its music was put in for way more of a reason than uh, Guardians music was. How? What do you mean, how? Because I told you they how, like, They literally wrote the movie around the, the, the soundtrack. Yes, Baby Driver did, yes. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. It did not. Yes, it did. Proof. Find me proof. You find me proof? What the hell? How can I... Dude, Edgar Wright came out in, in um... In, so uh, did James and... Okay, I'm just... If you can find on the script that, it, that they put a, um... That they put what song starts playing... I actually think I have the Baby Driver script on my phone. So they did see. that for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I know for sure. Because they just had a feature on it the other day. They did it, so you're saying that they, on the... For sure they did it for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That he wrote in the songs. Yes. Okay, so if you're talking 2, and I think you were for the majority? For sure, I know for a fact for 2. I'm almost positive for 1 as well, they did that. Because it wouldn't really make sense. Because it doesn't make sense to do something for two that you didn't do in one. That didn't well, no, the, the reason it wouldn't make sense for the first one is because when you're writing scripts, you don't really want to put the song because it, 
it's an unnecessary um, uh, unnecessary cost when you yeah, write the song. Like yet, I said, so. I'm almost positive for Guardians for Guardians of the Galaxy one. I know for a fact they did for Guardians two. Two, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. The first one, I would doubt it a little, but it's just that. When, yeah, the music was important. I'm just saying it wasn't nearly as important. It's like, because because Baby Driver almost is a musical, whereas Guardians of the Galaxy is the, oh, they have a that's sound, interesting. Sound in the back background. Actually, you know what's funny? I think we're it's arguing reversed. about the same thing. No, I think we're arguing for and against the same thing. For what exactly? Okay, let me look at something here. Because if it's for, if, if it's for huh. the importance of soundtracks, I how guess. Edgar Wright and James Gunn coordinated Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two oh, soundtracks. <laughs> we're, all right, so Baby we're Driver right. director Edgar Wright has revealed how he shared a twi- series of Twitter messages with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two director James Gunn. That's great. <laughs> in a bid to avoid the same songs appearing in each film. And Baby Driver, the digital hero, is known for listening to an iPod while working as a getaway driver, while Guardians Peter Quill's renowned for listening to the Sony Walkman that his dead mother gifted into him as a child. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. Now Edgar Wright has revealed that he and close friend James Gunn were in constant contact throughout the production of their respective music-centric films. To, uh, to ensure there wasn't any repetition. That's okay. Fantastic. That's great. I okay, didn't... here, and Noah's funny? <laughs> um, so here's something that's interesting. Because this is what got me thinking about it. Baby Driver, or actually Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out when? 2017? Yes. Baby Driver came out when? Same year. Yeah. 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 So it's one of those. I didn't know they were friends. Like, I knew they were like friends. I didn't know they were like super close friends. I didn't know they even worked together. It's only. Well, no, they didn't. That's the thing. I didn't know they were close enough to really even know each other, really. Yeah. 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 I thought they were like Hollywood close. But those movies came out two months apart, which makes sense why they were both. Why they're so similar. Because those movies are very similar to each other in, in themes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I things of and, plus, and that's kind of what we were saying with the with the um like the first Guardians of the Galaxy is a little bit more formulaic, a little bit more Star Wars. The second one is where we really get into music and like it <clears throat> it makes a lot of sense that they would be talking to each other in that way. So I mean, so yeah, we were both right. Yeah, this this happens a lot on this. Are you in the Are you in the same point? I wish that we would have looked it up like 10 minutes. No, we don't because we got some really good content. So I'm cool with it. (laughs) Well, that's interesting because I didn't know they even... I didn't know... I thought it was like... I'm sure that like Will Ferrell and Seth Rogen have talked to each other. But I didn't know they were considered close friends. I didn't know Edgar Wright... No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, where's Edgar Wright from? He's from the UK, right? Yeah. James Gunn is from America. I, I don't know what state... Um, I, so yeah, when would they have met each other? I wonder if they worked on, like, just, so James Gunn is from St. Louis. He's married to Jenna Fisher? What the fuck? Oh, he was married to Jenna Fisher. Weird. That is weird. That's really weird. Just, at all. I didn't know that that was a thing. 
that and Sasha Baron Cohen always, always. Who's he married to? Uh, Isla Fisher. What? Right? It's so weird. Yeah, it doesn't say how they met or how they're friends. It just says that they are. Maybe they just met for this, just because they both heard heard about their work. No, but like they're projects. asking each other, like, "Hey, do you use Queen? Hey, do you use ELO? Hey, do you use Barry White?" Like, like that's really interesting. Didn't they? I thought they both both used Barry White at one point. Mm. Not too. I would have. I mean, I, I feel like I would have just put like a small nod to each other by doing like one of the same songs. That'd be kind of funny. So now I wonder how music became a bigger part in the second one because I mean I feel like the, I thought that I thought that Baby Driver came out after Guardians one but before Guardians two, but if they came out the same year, I wonder. People love a classic rock. That's well, yeah. I don't know why, but that people love Nostalgia. classic rock. The same reason why people love like '90s R&B and like '90s hip hop and stuff is nostalgia. But my thing is that in my younger people love classic rock, so for them it's not even really nostalgia at some point. It does sound good. It's yeah. just, I'm sure there's people. Who me and my homeboy actually went over that. We went over like, for me personally, it's '60s rock, it's '50s soul, '60s rock, '70s punk, '80s reggae, '90s rap, or I, something like that. And uh, you know, I, I don't listen to enough music to agree or disagree with that. So, it was something like that. It's reggae, I think it was 80s reggae for me, actually. 80s reggae. Never thought Hell that would yeah. be an actual thing. Bob Marley, Peter Tosh. Right. Huh. It just seemed like such a niche field where, like... No, that's <laughs> when reggae was starting to blow up, man. Another thing I didn't really know that I just found out, like, fairly recently. Ska was the original... Was the, um... The, like, core... The parent to uh, reggae. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was... That was the thing. That's interesting. All that's interesting, though. But, um... So, I wonder... I mean, they had to have been talking to each other about, like... Like, their ideas for each other. Like, there's no way that, like, two guys make two... I I mean, I guess it happens sometimes where two people are making basically the same movie at the same time. Yeah. And it's almost impossible to stop it. The only possibility is if they heard about it. As long as they were, as long because I mean, and here's the thing too. Oh wait, you know what? Now that I think about it, when did Ant Man come out? I'm gonna guess something like 2016. Ant Man came out 2015. Oh, close. And the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. So it's actually kind of possible that they would have been having like sharing ideas back and forth. Hmm. I would like to see one of them together. Them do a movie together. I don't know how co-directors work, so I don't know. Me neither, but the Russos do it. They're brothers, though. I mean... Their, their ideas are inherently going to be similar at some point. Yeah, I heard, they, uh, I heard on the set of Community... They would tell a different actor, like one brother would tell someone to do something, and then the other one would tell them to kind of do the opposite. Yeah. And they would do that to see which, which one they liked more. <laughs> I was like, so they kind of play games with people. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It's actually a good idea, too, to be honest. As long as you're not going like full Kubrick. Start just like messing with people's like psychology. Like mental just, state? Yeah, no, fuck that. Nah. That one's. I don't think the movie was good enough to justify it. Man, this 
Edgar Wright uh, James Gunn thing has me absolutely fascinated now. You're just gonna like uh, unlikely animal friendships are just gonna look like un- unlikely celebrity friendships? No, it's just cause like whose idea was this? Who's, I think it was originally it was Edgar Wright's because he did a um, music video with kind of the same idea like really early in his career, and then it became and then I think and then I think someone's got to have it down the road. So I think James Gunn was like, "Why don't I do more with music?" And then Edgar Wright was like, "Hey, I I did it. Watch watch me do it too." Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think that it was like a Mr. Me Too type thing. I think what it probably was was like. We both have these ideas. Because, like, even Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 had that in it. Like, the the Walkman was a big part. Yeah, you're right about that. And then at the... And then I, I like how it went from Walkman being a part of it to sound systems. Like, at, in Volume 2, it's more of just speakers and boom boxes and yeah. stuff like that whereas in the first one it was headphones and stuff yeah that's kind of i don't know if that means anything to the story but that's kind of cool well because the walkman like legit does mean something like that's the walkman yes it does legitimately mean something but i do like how they got more into headphones like the speakers so that's and, the one well no, no no not even that they turned from the walkman meaning something to music meaning something yeah oh that's yeah, that's a good point. Because the Walkman was almost a MacGuffin for a while, and then it turned into, like, no, music is how this person appreciates, you know, their mother speaking to them so still. was he listening to the same songs for, like, uh, 20 years? He didn't ever... Is there some sort of alien song My he was listening the- to? <laughs> that's possible. My theory is that um, he's got multiple awesome mixes. Yeah, and they kind of show that in the second one because he gets another one. No, he ha- he doesn't get another one. He has it. Okay, then where did these come from? Did did uh, what's his name? The blue guy. Yandu. Yandu. Did Yandu just abduct him from Earth? Yeah. And if so, why didn't he ever just drop him back? Is that what they talk about no, a little? Yeah. Have you? Didn't you watch? Brian I did. Too? I did, but it was like kind he was of... supposed to take. Um... What, he, what was supposed to happen was that he was supposed to take uh, Peter to... What's his name? Uh, Ego. Okay. But he said that Ego was a dick, so he didn't do it. <laughs> so that's why that happened. He said he didn't. He doesn't like Ego. So they never went back to Earth, though. Specifically Earth. Right. Because Ego's a planet. Right. And he just didn't want to take him back to Ego because he doesn't like Ego. So he raised I mean, himself, he dick, basically. So. That's it. See, I, I I do remember that part. It's just the part that I'm wondering is specifically Earth. Why didn't they take him back ever? Is it because he was like a part of their crew at some point? Yeah. And they, I remember them saying that he was family. Like they all became kind of a family. Right. Because well, here's the thing: the Ravagers are not allowed to sell children, and so he was basically trafficking children for ego. But then, well, he was tasked with trafficking Peter for sure. And the Ravagers don't do that. So, Yanu might be the definition of an anti-hero? Oh, he is the definition he's, of an anti-hero. He's, he's definitely a villain, but who's like, you know what, I'm going to switch it up and do do kind of a cool thing. Well, the reason why he did that is because he knew what Eagle was going to do to him. Because he found out about the pile of children bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So that's why he got kicked out of the Ravagers towards the end. 
And then when Sylvester Stallone, for some reason, and Miles Sarris, I think, too, when they found out what he was doing, like, why he did it, they let him die a Ravager rather than dying as just, like, a dude. And I'm, I would actually still be a fan of seeing, seeing the Ravagers, you know, the original ones, so, like... Speaking of movies, that would be great shows, the Ravagers. I'd watch the shit out of the Ravagers. And I would show. love to see the cast they used, which I think you're right, was Miley Cyrus and Sylvester Stallone, and then... A couple other people. A couple other people. Like who stars. Like, yeah. I would love to see them all in, like, some sort of spinoff, but I don't think it's going to happen. I could even watch them switch off episodes, too. What I'm really wondering about is The Eternals. That one is just like a totally new character, and it's not even a character. It's like they're just basically diving into gods. So like, what's the? My thing is like, how's that gonna turn out? Because you've never seen a god as like the forefront with their powers since uh, Thor two, Dark World. Because the first Thor, he loses powers, but the Thor three, he goes full god at one point. So, plus it's implied that Thor is the All Father now. But, but the Eternals are like, that's what's interesting to me, is that you see them, and making a story for that seems to be very, I, I think it'd be kind of difficult. Like, what would their story be? I don't know. I'm, I don't have a ton of faith in the Eternals. I hope it turns out to be at least, I hope it turns out to be no worse than Ant-Man. Or Iron Man 3, or Thor 2. There haven't been a lot of bad MCU movies. There's been a lot of mediocre ones, though. So I hope... I'll, I'll take it if it's mediocre. If it's Doctor Strange level good, I'll take that, too. Hey, Sam Raimi's going to direct that. That one's going to be interesting, because did you hear about Spider-Man? They're bringing back the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, maybe. His costume has been seen. I have no faith in more Morbius. Plus the new, uh, the I new like Venom, Morbius. The new Venom's called Let There Be Carnage. That's a shit. Sub-title. It's an awful name, but it's Carnage is definitely going to be in it, and Morbius, and you know it's just going to get all weird. And I think Falcon, no, not Falcon, uh, Vulture is going to be in it. So it's just like, are you like officially merging things? Just fucking sell fucking Spider Man. I just do it to just me. Spider Man. Sell? You're talking to Disney or? No, to Sony. Just fucking sell it, dude. You're gonna. Here's my issue. Here's the reason why. I think Disney is extremely predatory, and I think they're doing this on. And I think there's a lot of shit that they do. I think we all know that. I think that there's a lot of issues with this deal, even with 20th Century Fox, and I do think that um, that Sony. I think that Sony holding on to Spider-Man is the right thing. For business. I think that, well, I think from a business standpoint, it's the right thing. As a fan, of course, I would love to see them all under one roof. Yeah. But here's the thing I was thinking about the other day. If I'm, if I'm Sony, what I'm, people love Disney. People love Disney. So much so as when Disney messed up, People took Disney's side. Yeah. At some point, you just have to be like, shit, is this really worth it? Netflix did it. They were going to fight Disney for breach, breach of contract, and they're like, all right, is this really worth nah, it? No, Disney, you'll lose. Disney has so yeah, much. Right. Is this really worth it? No, all right, we'll just go sign Miller World. It was, just screw it. We'll just, <laughs> screw it. We'll take Nickelodeon. Because they, basically all their stuff is now Nickelodeon stuff. Right. So. 
So if I'm Sony, I'm really thinking. Just why not just you know give. I'm up. throwing out maybe one more Spider Verse. The only way they could keep them is if they do another quality of yeah another into the Spider Verse thing or. Venom made a ton of money. I don't see the new one making nearly as much. I yeah, me neither. It's just Woody Harrelson's. First of all, it's such a weird choice. No, it's not. Really? Woody Harrelson as a crazed murderer? Yeah, have you seen uh, Natural Born Killers? I have not, no. Yeah, he plays like a crazed murderer. But, let me, uh, I want to check something here, actually. Dark Horse. Oh, yeah, you know what? Taking, cause doing what Netflix did and kind of taking uh, obscure, obscure, lesser known comics uh, companies? No, not Dark Horse. Because who did Umbrella Academy? That's a great question. I think it's Mother World. And then Amazon got The Boys, which is... Vertigo? Vertigo. It's Vertigo, yeah. Sandman, would you like to see that as a TV show? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They gotta figure out American Gods first. And then that other okay, show Okay, so Dark Horse. Umbrella Academy is through Dark Horse. What's the other show that Neil Gaiman? Okay, so let's check this out. It's about the Gaiman. All right, so here are some of Dark Horse's publications. Preacher, right? Hang on. Okay, so. Oh, dude! If I'm Sony, I'm definitely going after Dark Horse. Holy shit! Umbrella Academy, Sin City, The Mask, Time Cop. Yeah, no, you kind of got to go after that. Time Cop. Is that like... It's pretty much what it sounds like. But like, I'm more asking, is it good? Cause no, it's not, but it has name recognition value. For, yeah. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah, that's made what I thought. Or if I'm Sony, holy shit. Fam. If I'm Sony, I'm going after Image Comics. Image is also a good choice. Here's who you can do if you're Image Comics. The Walking Dead, Invincible, Spawn, Saga, Kick-Ass. Okay. I'd be interested in seeing... Two of those? I'm not sure about all of them. I haven't, I haven't really looked into... Um, what were the... Uh, it was Spawn... Um, I don't know. I'd have to look more into what they what those are, because I haven't seen those as much. But, basically, but they do have potential there. Spawn, Saga... And Walking Dead and Invincible. I'd actually start with Invincible. I don't know what Invincible is. Also, Walking Dead, I feel like it's I would start with Invincible. It's, um. Alright, Marcus Sebastian Grayson is the son of novelist Nolan Grayson, who is the superhero Omni Man, and Deborah Grayson. When Mark was seven years old, Nolan reveals that he is a member of a race of peaceful aliens called uh, Viltrumites who have come to Earth. To help mankind and that Mark would one day develop superpowers. Mark's powers manifest at 17 when he's working his part-time job. His powers, which increase in use, are super strength, speed, flight, some invulnerable, invulnerability, and uh, fast healing. Can you go up to the cover? Because I, I yeah. feel like I've seen it before. This? No, I haven't seen that one. Invincible but... is the son of Omni-Man, an extraterrestrial superhero. Invincible inherited his father's superhuman strength and ability to fly and he has sworn to protect the Earth. 
As a teenager, he has had trouble adjusting to his newfound powers and coping with the reality of his origins. Yeah, no, that sounds like something that Sony could do. Uh, Netflix, I'm not okay with this. That's a superhero show around, not really, not exactly the same thing, but it's the first one I came up with, superhero coming of age story. That's exactly what they should be doing. So Netflix proved it can be done. So do it again. I think that superheroes, superheroes are like a ripe field right now. And I think that going towards lesser known superheroes is a great choice. The boys, they made the TV show so much better than the comics, depending on who you talk to. Um, Umbrella Academy, I heard the same thing. Um, okay, so they can do Kick-Ass, because Miller World has Kick-Ass in there, and they just got bought by Netflix. So they can't do oh, Netflix. So they can't do, it? yeah, so they can't do Kick-Ass, which is fine, to be honest. I like the original movie. The original movies weren't bad. The first one was pretty good, the second one was like, it's alright. But what they can do... Ooh, Astro City. Astro City is an American superhero anthology comic book series centered on a fictional American city of that name. Over a hundred issues have been published. Yeah, dude, you can do all these. These all, like, there's so many. Alright, so there are collected editions. You have 17. Dude, that's enough to make, like, oh, shit. Oh, Battlestar Galactica. Okay, no, so it, it was adapted. So, dude, you could 1,000%, if you're Sony, just say, listen, we'll sell you Spider-Man, and you would need to make enough to make the crow? Yeah, so Sony has options. Sony doesn't have to go with Disney. Sony could, yeah, so, Sony I would could end this continue. Fight. I would end this fight, and I would... Yeah. Oh shit. GI Joe's considered a uh, image comic. Please, no more GI Joe projects. Hack slash. I think was this one. A horror victim, Cassie. Oh shit! This sounds awesome. But check this I... out. The series follows horror victim Cassie Hack as she strikes back at the monsters who prey upon teenagers. These monsters are known as slashers and are a mix of original villains and crossover appearances. Hmm, interesting. That's fucking sick. So I would like to see uh, Sony look at their options. Be like, hey, is, is Disney really that big of a deal? Because they're just... Every time you say every time you say no and try to hold off for more, they just do less and then right. come at you with more money. Like They're like, okay, then we'll like try and sue you or something. During, how's this one sound? During the Cold War, in response to the concern that a nuclear war de- would destroy the world, the United States government began a, began a project to create living superweapons. These beings were referred to as Ultra Sapiens. However, there was a breakout, and most of the Ultra Sapiens went underground, hiding their work. Some went back to, or hiding, hiding their gifts. Some went back to work for the government, tracking their rogue brethren and dealing with situations. They are the eponymous hunter killers of the story. Bro, that sounds sick. There's so many movies here that you could do if you were just like, all right, listen, we're selling this, we're buying the rights to Image Comics for the time being. How much is Spider-Man worth, do you think? Oh, billions. Spider-Man movie rights. 
I don't. Th- First of all, I don't think they'd actually publish sure. it on any website. Oh, we can know the deal though. We can know how much the deal is. Uh, Sony valued the IP at four or five billion in 2015 to 2016. And I think that it's gone up the longer they hold out for it. But I also think that Disney's like, we're not going to pay that. So you want to give it to us or continue making mediocre movies? Um, Sony Pictures made three hundred seventy-six million dollars in profit last year. Um. Why can't Disney just like outright buy Sony though? Like the entire company. They probably could. Like why don't they just do that rather than just trying to get one character? Because do you know what happens when you buy Sony? Every project it comes with? Every project Sony has. Which means that... PlayStation. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, it's expensive. Right. It's all... That's why they're not going to do it. Ooh. But this actually... Hey, man, the more I look at this, the more I'm really, really interested in just, hey, we're going to sell this and we're going to come out with fucking the, this, you know, a couple huge budget movies that we can come out with. I say what might Spawn. be kind of cool is having a, um, like, almost like a, hey, you know what? We're going to, Sony could do this. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's just, anyone who wants to make a Spider-Man movie, they'll come to us, they'll pitch it, and we'll, we'll make it. Uh, we'll just do that with anyone. That way it can take place in their own universe and just make a really cool multiverse of Spider-Mans. Look how big. All right, check this out. Superheroes in the Image Universe. But they got a huge, <laughs> ca- they got a huge uh, catalog. Huge that. But is. like, who of those has name recognition? It doesn't matter. It does, because at some point you're just oversaturating. I don't think it does. I, I really, really don't think it does, and I'll tell you why. Savage Dragon for sure does. He has name recognition? Yeah. From what? It's, it's comic, Savage Dragon. Here's the thing about... Um, damn, there's a lot. Holy shit. Hit Girl. From Kick-Ass. We don't know who Hit Girl is. Here's another Thor. I wouldn't touch it, but... No. They, oh, they changed his name to Supreme. Okay. That's a great name. Is he Thor though? Is, did they change his entire story? Pretty much. Abner Cadaver is a fantastic name for a villain. Yeah, no, if you you could really do some interesting stuff here. Yeah, but the point is, is Sony going to do this? I don't think they will. Is Disney might see it first, but Disney's not going to make any of these as dark as they should be. And that's what I'm saying. With these, you should make them basically the boys. Yeah, and Disney definitely is not going to make the voice. Go ahead and go ahead and prove me wrong. You you were the Disney was debating. No, I'm cool with it, and that's no, what I'm saying. Is no, like, Disney was debating about making a Deadpool movie. That's true. And that movie got so much money. Disney's not gonna Disney's not gonna continue any of these kind of dark movies. You're right. You're right. They won't. Um, but I think Sony. I think Sony should, man. I think if Sony just sells Spider Man for, I mean. Billions, you gotta be like yo two billy. No, they said it was valued at two, uh, two to four, right? They're not gonna pay. Uh, so I'd be like, hey, four billion, or else you aren't getting. Oh, it. interesting. Image Comics has a couple different things on Netflix. But yeah, I'd, I'd be like, hey, you want Spider-Man four billion, and I'll give it to you, no questions asked. But they're not gonna do that, so we'll keep Spider-Man so you can work up the money or something. Disney has the money. We all know this. That'll be interesting. I, I mean, 
Hey, does Sony have their own streaming service? No. Netflix has sealed a multi-year non-exclusive global deal with Sony Pictures TV to start streaming all six seasons of Community starting April 1st. That was like three months ago. Okay. So Netflix and Sony have a relationship. So you could... And Netflix and, Netflix and Image have a relationship. And Netflix is also currently hemorrhaging money. You could actually have Netflix... I wouldn't say Sony by Netflix. I think that would be insane. Nah, but I think that. that Sony can give Netflix a lot of its money-making works. Disney shouldn't be spending as much money as it is on original content. They should really tone down. Oh, hey, uh, season two of Broadway Academy is coming out. When? Like this month? This year? Uh, yeah, July, July 31st. Ah, cool. Just announced about three days ago. Four days ago. It's gonna be weird because I'm pretty sure they're all. Oh, that's interesting. It looks like Dark Horse is doing almost all. Uh, almost all. Um, what's it called? Oh shit! They got Cyberpunk 2077 shit. What the hell? Why did nobody tell me this? Oh, hey, yo, game changer, dude. Game changer. But no, I think that that'd be a really, really interesting move to. Um, Yeah, wow, this is all just... So yeah, I think that'd be a really interesting move to go ahead and have... To go ahead and have uh, Sony just... might At this point, you might as well just sell sell uh, Spider-Man back. Get anywhere from a billion to two billion dollars for it. Because they're not getting four. That's, that's not happening. There's no way they're getting four billion dollars. Um... What I say is, if that's what the deal's valued at, I say Sony should hold out for it and just work on their other stuff at the same time. Should they hold out on it? Yes. Should they? Absolutely, yes, they should. Disney can try to brute force steal it, uh, or however Disney's they're trying all, to do it. Fam, Disney's always going to get what they want. Oh yeah, and they can get it as long as they give them $4 billion. That's what I say. Like, I'll give it to you, it's just a high price. But, um, no, I just think that at this point, it might be the better move just to go ahead and say, all right, listen, we're going to buy this. We're going to, you know, you're going to have Spider-Man. You're going to get off our fucking backs about it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go and make image comics. Because here's the thing that, about what Sony's been doing. Sony has been appealing to the, or, yeah, Sony has been appealing to the comic nerds with things like they're basically making absolute carnage. They're basically make you know they basically made shattered dimensions they made all these really cool spider-man they basically made you know that that venom thing i don't think anybody goes to see venom off the strength of venom i think um, well no i i will give it to you because i went to see off the strength of venom and tom hardy right but even then you're a nerd that's why we're doing this podcast and then run the jewels also was doing something with it but imagine them doing that with like really, really small, like like lesser known properties. You could do a lot there, especially if you did them as dark as they did with as uh, Amazon did with the boys. The funny thing about that is that to people who read the comics, they're like, "That's still pretty light too." 
the boys' comics are way darker than that. I was like, that's ridiculous. At I some just point, think that selling Spider-Man isn't gratuitous. I just think that selling Spider-Man kind of makes a lot of sense if you're Sony, so long as you can get at least a billion plus. I well, then again, like a billion sounds like a lot of money to me and you, but is it an, is it a lot to Sony? Yes. Like, how much is Sony worth? If they're worth in multiple billions, then like that's just like not that much. Like it's it's like if someone's like, I'll give you ten dollars right now. Sony right now is at sixty three dollars a share. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I think that means if you bought all the I, I honestly don't know what that means either, but the company worth is something that I would want to know. So they made nine hundred and sixteen billion dollars last year. Okay, so uh, but that's everything. Four billion though. That, is no, that hold really? on. That's everything. That's Sony Com- Corporation, audio, computing, photography, video, semiconductors, healthcare, mobile, interactive, Sony Pictures, Sony Music Group. That's everything. And also look at Disney. Disney's Iron King guarantee is making more than that. So if no. it's pocket change to Disney, then like. No, I don't think Disney's making $916 billion in a year. I don't know. uh, Disney, I feel like they're making definitely up in the... uh... Disney's net worth is $130 billion. (sighs) Billion. Really? Seems like kind of low, but... Sony's net worth... That seems wrong. Yeah, it is. This seems wrong, too. It's something bigger than Disney. See, I don't know. This is weird, though, because all I can see for Sony is that Sony Pictures isn't as valuable as Disney, which, like, no shit. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely not as... But I, I'm just saying that if Disney's like, hey, we're willing to shell out these billions of dollars, it's not like one person's getting it, it's the entire company's getting it, which means that money's worth a lot less to the people. Right. But, oh, okay, so in 2019, in 2019, Disney made $69.57 billion. In 2019, Sony made 100, uh, what was it, 900 trillion? Yeah, I think so. I mean, nine or nine hundred sixteen point two billion dollars. So they made eight point six. Oh, that's in yen. Okay, hold on. Nine point one six two billion yen in U.S. dollars. Hey, they're actually pretty close though. Hold on. That's million, billion, trillion. Fam. Sony shits on Disney. I didn't... I'm very surprised, actually. (laughs) That's so much money. Wait, so are you saying technically Sony could buy out Disney? Oh, yeah, for sure. The whole corporation, though. Here's the thing that... Here's the question that I have. Sony Pictures... Is that the same as Sony? 
I, think, I don't think it is. I think kind of, but not really. Like it's the same as same name, but it's not the same as not not so much even company, just like branch, different division, kind of. Is a wholly owned. All right. Sony Pictures Entertainment is an American entertainment company that produces, acquires, and distributes filmed entertainment through multiple platforms. Through an immediate intermediate holding company called Sony Film Holding Incorporated, it is operated as a subsidiary of Sony Entertainment Incorporated, which itself is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Japanese multinational company and media conglomerate Sony Corporation. So Sony Entertainment runs Sony Music Group, Sony Television, and Sony Pictures. Sony owns Columbia, TriStar, Sony Pictures Classics, Screen Gems, Crackle, Silvergate, oh, that's big. Funimation, Columbia Records, Epic Records, RCA, Arista. Hey, yeah, that's definitely. So there's actually a lot there that I think that you can completely change if you have Sony selling Spider-Man. I, I really don't think that as much gets lost as people say. I really don't. I think that you have a company that you have a parent company that's worth trillions. So, because it looks like they're not just, it's not just a name. It looks like they actually own every, all those different things. But. So that makes sense. That's, that's interesting though. I didn't know Sony made so much money. I, it's, I wonder like if they did sell, we wouldn't get nearly the caliber of, of, uh, uh, What's it called? Um, Spider-Man games. Why wouldn't we? Because Disney sucks at making video games. But Disney didn't make Spider-Man. Neither did Sony. But Sony didn't. Sony has no no. Didn't even slap their name on it anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Sony didn't make that game. Because Disney, when because when Disney makes something, they like to do it almost completely. It was published by Sony. But it was developed by Insomniac. And nobody owns Insomniac. So, oh, actually, hold on. You're right. Sony Interactive Entertainment owns Insomniac. Hmm. That's interesting. That's something that we definitely got to talk about, like, like in the future. Because at, at what point do you just say, fuck it? And then maybe you start making other games that aren't necessarily Spider-Man. Do you maybe pump out another Spider-Man and another... Do you maybe pump out another Spider-Man and another... Um, and another... Like another game, another Into the Spider-Verse before you just call it a day? I think... Yeah, I think that it's, that's something that could happen. Yeah, I think it's probably the best move. So. Productive, very productive cast today. Did you have anything else you want to add? We'll finish up the uh, uh, the May tournament next week. Well, July tournament now. No, it's not. Well, next week won't it be July? No. Oh, well, then I'll just 
Good lord. May's been going by weird. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, we'll continue it later. Alright, this is Brave and the Grown Up Kid, and this is uh, the myth legend, the legendary legend. And uh, we out.